Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. It's always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins and the Mariners opened up a three-game weekend series in Miami. It's not very often that these two teams get together. You've got to go back to 2017. That was the last time the Seattle Mariners visited South Florida. Eliezer Hernandez took on Matt Brash in Game 1. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, the Marlins come home tonight, and they keep on keeping on. They beat the Mariners 8-6 to after the great road trip, 5-1 and against the Braves and the Nationals. They pick up a win their sixth in a row in the opening game of this six-game homestand, and they did it by jumping on the Mariners early tonight and then hanging on late. Eliezer Hernandez started against Matt Brash. Brash, a really interesting young prospect for Seattle who had sped through the minor leagues, very little time in the minors, making just his fourth big league start here tonight. And after Eliezer worked a 1-2-3 top of the first 11 pitches, Brash got into some trouble in the first. After he struck out Jazz Chisholm leading off, he allowed a base hit to Jesus Aguilar. And in a scoreless game with one on and one out in the last of the first, Jorge Soler crushed one. 3-1 to Soler is hammered, deep left field, way back, goodbye, Jorge Soler up into the Budweiser bow tie bar and it's 2-0 Marlins in the first 468 feet for Soler it's the third longest home run in Major League Baseball so far in 2022 his second of the season and the Marlins had the early lead but not for long because in the top of the second back came the Mariners against Eliezer Hernandez Mitch Hanniger led off with a single fouling a pitch off before his base hit he sustained a high ankle sprain, and after jogging down to first base on his hit, he left the game, and it wouldn't be at all surprising to hear news that Hanniger's headed to the injured list. We'll see. Those high ankle sprains can be very problematic. So Abraham Toro ran at first base and would stay in the game at DH for the Mariners. J.P. Crawford followed with a single putting man at first and second, but it looked like Eliezer might escape that second, and when he came back to strike out Eugenio Suarez for the first out, and then got Julio Rodriguez to Popped a short for the second out, but he walked the number eight man, Jared Kelnick, and that loaded the bases for Seattle in the second for the number nine man in the lineup, the catcher, Luis Torrens. Bases full of Mariners, two outs in the second. The one-two pitch, Hernandez to Torrens, and it's in the air. Center field, hit it well. Sanchez racing back onto the track at the wall. He'll have to play it off the wall. He's going to clear the bases. It's a three-run double for Luis Torrens, and the Mariners grab a 3-2 lead. 
Uh, Eliezer came back to strike out Adam Frazier to get out of that inning, but Seattle had the lead. But again, that lead would not last for long because in the bottom of the second, the Marlins erupted. Brian Anderson leadoff single. Joy Wendell worked a walk. Miguel Rojas single that loaded the bases with nobody out for the catcher, Jacob Stallings. The 0-2 pitch, breaking ball slowly hit toward third base. He's going to score a run, charged by Suarez. No play! It's an infield hit, and the Marlins keep the line moving. They've tied the game at three, and the bases remain loaded. Well, Jazz Chisholm struck out for the first out in the inning, but Brash would have a tough time escaping without further damage facing Jesus Aguilar. That's how good the stuff is. The fastball, the slider especially. On one, two, Aguilar. Line drive to right. That's a base hit. Wendell scores. Rojas waved. Kelnick the throw to the plate. It's coming all the way through, and Miggy is out by a wide margin. So an RBI single for Aggie puts the Marlins in front 4-3. Now men at first and second with two down. And then a walk to Jorge Soler would load the bases for Jesus Sanchez. Stallings at third, Aguilar at second, Soler the runner at first. The 3-1 is a hot smash into center field. That's a base hit. Stallings scores. Here comes Aggie. He's going to score. Soler's headed to third. It's a two-run single for Jesus Sanchez and a 6-3 Marlins lead in the second. Marlins would send eight men to the plate in that second inning. Four runs on five hits. They let it 6-3 at that point. They wouldn't look back. The starter, Matt Brash, done after two innings tonight. His shortest big league start. Gave up six runs on seven hits. Couple of walks, three Ks. Allowed the home run to Soler through 57 pitches, 32 strikes. Matthew Festa, the first man out of the bullpen for Seattle tonight. He allowed a leadoff double to Avi Garcia in the third inning. But two outs later, Garcia was still at second base for shortstop Miguel Rojas. Rojas, right-handed batter, facing the right-hander Festa. First ball hitting, high drive, deep to left. Back goes Winker. He's at the wall. Goodbye, Miguel Rojas. His first of the season. And it's 8-3 Marlins. And those eight runs would stand up on this night. Eliezer Hernandez got stronger as the night went on. He would retire 10 of the final 12 men he faced in the Mariners lineup. Eliezer worked five tonight. Allowed three runs on five hits. He walked one, struck out five. 97 pitches and only five innings of work. He averaged just under 20 pitches per inning. 67 strikes, 30 balls. He left the game with an 8-3 lead. Tanner Scott struck out a pair in a 1-2-3 sixth inning. Cody Poteet came on and worked the seventh and the eighth innings. After a leadoff infield hit to Julio Rodriguez in the seventh, Poteet would retire the next six straight. Two of them by way of the strikeout. And that got us to the ninth. Miami on top of the Mariners, 8-3. Sean Armstrong was asked to get the final three outs, and he couldn't get it done. J.P. Crawford led off with a double. Eugenio Suarez popped his second for the first out, but then Julio Rodriguez singled, putting Mariners runners to the corners. Seattle had some life in the ninth inning, down by five. First and third, one out for the hotshot prospect right fielder, Jared Kelnick. The 1-2 pitch to Kelnick is in the air down the right field line. If that's fair, it's trouble. It's fair. Going to roll into the corner. Crawford scores. Rodriguez will be held at third base on a double by Kelnick. And it's 8-4. And now you get the tying man to the on-deck circle. And I think that's got to be it for Armstrong. Now it would be it for Armstrong. Donnie didn't want to have to do this tonight, but he was forced to bring his closer, Anthony Bender, into the game. It was 8-4 at that point. Second and third, one out for the catcher, Torrens. 
as Luis Torrens stands in. First ball hitting line drive right field over to his right, making the catch Garcia. Runners tag coming home from third base Rodriguez. Kelnick moves up to third, but there are two outs of the ninth. So one pitch and Bender records the first of the two outs he needs. It's a sack fly for Torrens, who's knocked in four of the five Mariners runs tonight. So two outs and a man at third base was back to the top of the Mariners batting order and the second baseman Adam Frazier. 8-10-0 Miami, 5-9-0 Seattle. The 1-2. Ground ball back of the middle into center field for a hit. That'll score Kelnick and it's 8-6 and now Seattle gets a tying man to the plate with two outs in the ninth. And the tying man would be their best hitter in this first month of the season, Ty France. On 2-0, France, ground ball to short, Rojas has it, underhands to Chisholm, they get the force out at second base, and the Marlins win their sixth in a row. They score early and often in this one, eight runs in the first three innings, home runs from Soler and Rojas, and the Marlins take the homestand opener, 8-6 from the Seattle Mariners. For the Marlins, eight runs, 10 hits, no errors, five left. Marlins went five for 10 tonight with runners in scoring position. For the Mariners, six runs, 10 hits, no errors. They also left five. For Seattle, four hits and nine at-bats with runners in scoring position. Eliezer Hernandez, the starter and winner for the Marlins, two and one. Matt Brash, the starter and loser for the Mariners, one and two. Anthony Bender with his fifth consecutive save conversion. He's five for six on the season now. Time of the ball game was three hours, six minutes. The Marlins, with the win tonight, improved their record to 11-8. and eight. The Mariners, with the loss, fall to 11-9. and nine. Miami's now 5-3 and three at home. Seattle falls to 4-7 and seven on the road. So six straight wins and victories in 10 of the last 14 games for the Marlins, who with a win either tonight or, or tomorrow night, rather, or Sunday would clinch a fourth series win in their last five tries. A lot of contributors up and down the batting order for Miami. Jazz Chisholm had a triple in this ball game. Jesus Aguilar went two for three, two singles, an RBI, a walk, and a pair of runs scored. Jorge Soler had the big blow, that two-run home run to start the scoring in the first, 468 feet. Also drew a walk in the ball game. Jesus Sanchez had a two-run single, was hit by a pitch, and made a great diving catch in center field, robbing Ty France to start the eighth inning. Avi Garcia had a double, was hit by a pitch and scored a run. Brian Anderson went one for four, single and scored a run. Joey Wendell, a walk and a run, scored. Miguel Rojas had hits his first two times up, a single and a two-run homer. Was also robbed on a leaping catch near the wall in center by Julio Rodriguez. A two-for-four night for Miggy, just his second multiple-hit game of the season. And the catcher, Jacob Stallings, had an RBI single and also scored a run tonight as the Marlins take down the Seattle Mariners 8-6 in the first of this three-game series. The Marlins and Auto Nation again this year partnering to work to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time a Marlins pitcher records a strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative to support cancer research. Nine Ks tonight. That's $225 more for the season now. 165 strikeouts by Marlins pitchers, meaning $4,125 already pledged to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. Marlins by 2-8-6 over the Mariners. Miami improves to 11-8. The Mariners fall to 11-9. Let's hear from Marlins manager Don Manningly after the win. Yeah, uh, Donnie just able to take first one, see the offense, give you everything you need those first three innings. Just 
overall thoughts on tonight? Yeah, obviously, um, Soli gets us going early, uh, but then they jump back with a three, and it was just nice to come back and get runs again, you know, and not let kind of get flat after the, the first inning, right, or the, <clears throat> the second inning. So, again, offense, I thought our, our big boys on the back good. Obviously, it was good tonight. Uh, Soli, obviously, you know, Aggie swung the back good. And and really, Miggy, it's pretty you know pretty good night really for our offense. Seemed like they swung the bat really well tonight. Uh, for Eliezer, second inning runs some some trouble, and then responds really well third through fifth. What did you see from him after after that second inning? You know, I thought he was going to escape that first one honestly, um, or the the escape the second, but really just kind of kept pitching. Um, he got his his changeup. He started incorporating that a little bit. Um, you know, it's a club that he wanted to use a slider against tonight for the most part. And, and uh, basically what he does with the fastball is at all times is, you know, pitching right at the top. So I um, thought he made some pitches and just hung in there. Uh, you yeah, obviously you want to see him have success at first to bat. He hits a bullet. Uh, then the homer, obviously, I thought was big from the standpoint of just kind of kicking it further. Um, he actually swung the bat pretty good yesterday. The ball he hit the center field yesterday, he crunched. He, he, obviously another one today, but like Miggy's not a guy that you really worry about. You always feel like he's going to keep working. It's just a matter of time before he gets it going a little bit. Um, you know, he's not sitting in the middle of our order or anything like that. But you know he's gonna he's gonna be himself, and he's gonna get to that. He's not gonna allow sit around and not not keep working and not find it. So you know Miggy's gonna find it. We've talked the last couple of weeks about some of the veterans and some of the big bats that haven't been able to get it going. But as a manager, is that the beauty of having a nice mix of veteran presence and some young guys? Is you don't have to worry about them, and you know that whatever they did yesterday isn't going to affect what they did here tonight. Well, it's nice having older guys that have a track record, right, and that are still not like older to the point where they're kind of on the other side of that hill uh, where they're fighting all the time but to guy have those guys that again have the track record they've they've had success um you, you just know they're not going to panic and it's it's kind of nice to have that and for us to really kind of be able to sustain and and be able to put some wins on the board without those guys really getting rolling yet so uh I think that's something that we look forward to is those guys getting going. I think you obviously get a lot of confidence when you start winning, but early in the season, what, 19 games and you rattled off six in a row. Does it take it to another level? Do guys really start to believe that what we talked about in spring training about having a good ball club is, you know, we're starting to put them together here and we do feel that way and we know we can do this? Well, it's always nice to win, right? I mean, it just breeds confidence. And uh, it's a good feeling. It's something that you want to keep doing. Right and and really, I guess, um, in a sense, you you know, guys have worked hard. Everybody's worked hard around the league in spring training and and want to get off to good starts. Um, but I think it is a confirmation that when you put wins together, that it's a confirmation on all the things that you've worked for. Uh, looks like it can, you know, you're starting. It's paying off, right? And we know it's it's early and it's a long way to go and all that. But at least it's paying off now, and, and I think that encourages guys to continue with the process and, and keep going. Uh, 
uh, Aguilar gets the two opposite field hits and then that 12 pitch play appearance for the walk just seeing his at bat starting to, to come together and talking about guys finding their own but Aguilar specifically tonight and also as of late yeah he's been swinging good and, and I think his at bats I think we talked about it in DC that you know the, the guy was asking me about the home runs and when you know the home runs is this going to start the home run streak or whatever but I worry more about the at-bats. Like, if the at-bats are good, everything's going to work out. And, and that's what we've been seeing is the at-bats just continue to improve. You've seen the ball better. You can see he's, um, his balance is better, letting the ball travel. You know, all the things you want to see from hitters, you know, you, we were starting to see. And so you know it's it's coming. And then the uh, ninth inning, guys, five-run lead, and they start to chip away, probably hoping not to have to go to the bender there. But what did you see in the ninth from Sean and then Bender being able to close it out? Yeah, we knew we weren't going to let it go too far. That's the one thing that, you know, we, we don't want to do. I mean, Eliezer really is is one hitter away from not getting that win, right, because we weren't going to allow him to go, you know, longer just about the win. So uh, we looked at the ninth that we weren't worried if it's a save situation or not. We were going to make sure we had some rope to play with. Uh, with Anthony, we use a lot of different guys out there, so it's not so much worried about the save, it's more worried about getting a win. And that's kind of the way we looked at it. Does it that almost makes me think of, I guess, in that 2020 year, too, that was the mentality you had, too. Like, when the games that you're ahead, make sure you don't, you know, if you guys blow them. Is that? Well, I, it's, it's kind of it's always like, been my mentality. Right, but, it's know, like, like you know, those are the ones you want. Yeah, you want, I mean, you want to close the door. You don't want to let games get away from you. Obviously, it, you know, that, that hurts your. You know, it hurts when you, you've battled, you got a couple run lead and you give it up. You know, those are not good good losses. And then, you know what, they're going to happen. It's going to happen at some point this year. It's going to happen to us and we're going to have to survive it. But in general, I mean, you're, you don't want to, anytime you get the lead, you want to you win that game and try to nail it down. John, talking about uh, closing the door, early in the game, you got four runs, five in the second inning. Two outs in the blade, something that worries you, maybe over-aggressive in the base path? What part? What, who are you talking about? Two outs on the home plate, uh, one runner sent, then the other one gets in the run down. Then, uh, yeah, yeah, I think we just got a bad read at first. We were talking about if that ball gets in the dirt, was saying she, KJ was saying, and, and kind of played it differently. You know, wasn't the ball in the dirt. We are talking about a ball that bounced. So... You know, base running is like anything else that we do. You know, you're going to want to keep getting better, limit mistakes, hope you learn from from all your mistakes. You know, Andy had a play, and you guys don't remember it, but he had a play. He tried to come quickly when he was playing in the in the slot at second base, and I thought about it the other – and, he, and he, he rushed it, kicked it. They ended up getting some runs. And then yesterday he had the same exact play. He came after it hard, but then took his time, got the lead out, you know, and that's kind of what you see with anything that we do. You like, you know, we're going to make some mistakes, and, and it's going to happen. Um, but you just want our guys to like learn from it, and and keep going, right? And not continue to, you know, not make the same one twice. And that's really what you want. You're trying to see. So it does. You know, you don't ever want to see mistakes. You don't ever want it to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, we just want our guys to make sure we improve from it. How, how impressed were you with the Jorge Soler home run distance? It was the it's second, impressive. The third, <laughs> it was the third longest in the, in the season. <laughs> no, when Jorge gets a man, I don't think the, 
he hit it good. So I, you know what I liked more than anything? It was more towards left center. And a lot of his hits have been like right down the line and starting to see him stay more in the middle of the field and the bat staying in the middle. When that happens, he's going to start hitting the center, right center, all over. So, uh, but obviously it was a big, you know, couple of runs to get us on the board, get us feeling good. Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins win last night. Before we hear from Jorge Soler, who hit a towering home run, crushed it last night, we'll take a quick commercial break. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from Jorge Soler, who absolutely destroyed a home run last night. It was the fifth longest in ballpark history, the third longest in the big leagues this season. Okay, Glenn, thank you downstairs with Jorge Soler. We'll get an assist here from Louis Durante. Jorge, you've been hitting the ball so darn hard. How good did it feel to hit one out here tonight? It felt really well. Uh, you know, when I hit the ball, I didn't even felt the ball. Donnie's mentioned the last couple of days he thought you were going to get it going. How do you make sure that you don't lose confidence in the last couple of weeks? Donnie commented that we're ready for you guys to start adjusting everything. How do you feel the confidence that you're feeling now? We're feeling very well. We've been playing better in the last few games. We've been playing better the last Feeling great, you know, the last games, you know, we've been making uh, good contact, uh, swinging at good pitches, uh, and we believe, you know, things will start coming together. You've only played 19 games, but you've won six games in a row, and you guys are playing extremely well. What's the feeling in the clubhouse right now? The clubhouse is very excited. We're competing and we're, we're really happy right now. Congratulations, Jorge. Thank you. Thank you. Glenn? Jorge Soler after the Marlins beat the Mariners 8-6 last night. Game two of this series comes your way at 6-10 tonight when Jesus Lazardo goes opposite of the left-hander Robbie Ray. A really good matchup on the mound. We'll hit the Everett 540 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.